Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. Welcome to the US Markets Wrap on Money FM 89.3. I'm Sean Cheong. So we saw some positivity in the markets overnight that follows a slate of positive economic data, including a large upward revision in first quarter GDP. And we also saw a drop in weekly jobless claims, and now it's at the lowest levels since May. So the Dow Jones Industrial Average rose as big names gained after passing the Federal Reserve's annual stress test, and the revised upward GDP print elevated some recession fears on Wall Street. The 30 stock index jumped 0.8% to finish at 34,122 points. Meanwhile, the S&P 500 added half a percent to end at 4,396 points. And the tech-heavy Nasdaq Composite closed flat at 13,591 points. So joining us to crunch those numbers today is Chartered Market Technician Katie Stockton, the founder and managing partner of Fairlead Strategies. Welcome to the show, Katie. Thank you, Sean. How are you? I'm very, very good. So let's kick this off. Uh, how are you viewing that jump in the Dow Jones based? on the technicals is 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 this the banking turmoil and all those headwinds you saw over and done with well we are welcoming the jump because it essentially puts an end to the pullback that preceded it for a few days and it marks the reaction in our work to what we would call a short-term oversold condition and for the dow industrials that oversold condition occurred right near the 50-day moving average which is often a short-term support level so now the market is teed up for a recovery where the industrials can see upside follow through on improved intermediate term momentum. We've already seen good upside, of course, from the S&P 500 and also the NASDAQ 100. And those two are rising from short term oversold territory. Okay. And let's also look at the NASDAQ, uh, the pause that we saw in the NASDAQ. Is that a sign that investors are starting to believe Fed rate hikes forecasts? Well, you know, I wouldn't read too much into it. It's just shy of flat as of uh, the close here. And it marks the consolidation phase following a very, very strong up move into mid-month, into mid-June. So I think it's a digestion of those gains. We don't tend to see markets go straight up and never look back, although you could say that perhaps about Apple stock. <laughs> uh, but the NASDAQ 100 index has come right into its rising 20-day moving average, and it already seems to be holding up fairly well in that area despite weakened short-term momentum. We don't have any sell signals and nothing major to highlight there. So we're going to assume that the uptrend can resume and, and lift the NASDAQ 100 a bit closer to the highs from late 2021. Right. And on the note of um, highs and so on, the S&P 500 says having its best month since January, the Dow since November, the NASDAQ is working on its best first half of the year since 83. This is, of course, led by tech like, you know, the NVIDIA, Tesla and Apple. A- Apple again closing in on the $3 trillion market cap. So is this the time for every, is this the time to go on offensive in tech or elsewhere or, rather than stay on the defensive? We think it is time for now. And we, we hedge that with the for now to say that when we start to see a loss of momentum, we'll be fairly quick to react to it because we believe that while this intermediate term uptrend is strong, it is characterized by upside leadership from technology, from communications, from consumer discretionary, all of which tend to lead in strong tapes. We want to be somewhat non-committal because we believe that there's a long-term trading range beyond this uptrend. So we're viewing the strength within the context of what we think is perhaps the long-term trading range 
that really is global in nature, and that's based on our monthly indicators. We're, we're technical analysts, so we're looking at price gauges, and we believe that those highs from either late 2021, mm-hmm. early 20, uh, 2022, depending what you're looking at, may remain intact as strong resistance. Okay, and let's take a look at some of the names that were in Forefront and Centre yesterday. For example, Micron. So Micron had an earnings release. It says that memory chip demand has bottomed. Stock was up all night in the pre. And then when the market opens, the stock goes down 3.5% despite all that earnings beat and so on. So as we start looking into earnings season, should we use uh, Micron as, let's say, the canary in the coal mine for what's to come for tech? Well, the, the intraday action was certainly not good for Micron. But I wouldn't, again, read too much into one day's trade. I think what we are probably better served to do is to look at moving averages of price to isolate the prevailing trends. If you look at the 50-day moving average for one for Micron, it is still pointing higher and a reflection of the intermediate term uptrend. The stock does still have support in the low 60s. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's not it's not a breakdown. It's not a very favorable reaction. But what I think the only guarantee is around earnings season tends to be individual stock volatility. And yet, um, as long as that's not collectively occurring on the downside like this, I, I don't think we'll have a problem. Right. Let's also look at energy. I think it's important to note that technically it's not broken below the uh, $65. Oil is coming in swinging either side of 70 So how susceptible will energy be to these swings in oil? Yeah, you know, I, I think um, your $65 per barrel sort of um, alluding to that is, is correct because it has been a support level or floor for WTI crude oil prices of late. And we're using it as a little bit of a stop loss level for our energy recommendations or exposure. If we saw a couple of solid closes below that level, that would indicate a breakdown for crude oil. But we have indications to the contrary that we'll see a rebound. And part of those come from our overbought, oversold metrics. You have those counter trend indications as well in some of the energy sector benchmarks. Uh, the energy sector spider for one or XLE is a very popular mm-hmm. ETF in the, in the states here. And it just got above its 50-day moving average. So investors seem to be anticipating rotation back into crude oil prices. And certainly we've already seen it in natural gas prices here in the U.S. Right. And we're speaking to Cathy Stockton, the founder and managing partner of Fairlead Strategies. So as we look into the second half of the year, since uh, it's just coming in next week, how important will China be in this rally in the second half of the year? Because, I mean, it's recovery story that has been quite anemic. You know, the the Chinese market to us actually looks very promising in that it appears to have a long-term basing phase established, depending which benchmark you're looking at. Something like the CSI 300 does seem to have found its footing long-term. Basing phases can be somewhat difficult to take advantage of because they're usually characterized by what we call retest of support. So you see a relief rally and then a big downdraft, but that downdraft tends to see positive divergences, less downside momentum. And that's indeed what we've seen from Chinese equities. So we're encouraged by the action. There is a a sort of oversold indication there as well within the basing phase. So we think short-term upside seems somewhat highly probable. And then the potential for the action to become a long-term bottom is also there. And, And relative strength has improved quite a bit for Chinese equities versus the U.S. Right. And back in the U.S. also, we are seeing a, like a catch-up in the cyclicals. Uh, cruise lines, home builders, they've all done very well. So looking at that performance, should we start to jump on these now? Should we stay out given that the recession cloud isn't entirely blown away yet? 
Well, they really haven't looked back, have they? The cruise lines, Absolutely the home builders. Not, yeah. It's been wild to see their uptrends, especially when you reconcile it with some of the downtrends, as one example, in the real estate sector here in the U.S. So I think you want to generally stay with uptrends that are working and still have positive momentum, uh, irrespective of the financial prospects necessarily at this point, because that's where the momentum is. That's where folks that have bullish sentiment are putting money to work. So I think it makes sense to stay on the right side of that trend, but again, to be somewhat non-committal to it. As soon as we see downticks in momentum that, that are meaningful there, I think we want to be taking some profits in those segments of the market. Right. And we're running out of time, so before I let you go, Kathy, Fed Chair policies urgency to hike, yet the market doesn't seem to care what he says. So is, is the market starting to fight the Fed? Well, <laughs> that's always that's a very difficult question, isn't it? And and we are all collectively advised not to fight the Fed, aren't we? Yeah. Um, when I look at Treasury yields, you know, we, we actually believe there's been a secular shift in Treasury yields. So that work might be done as sort of in and of itself. And yet here in the coming months, we are looking for yields to continue their corrective phase. So we think there's been a secular shift there. And that the corrective phase that we have this year in yields will ultimately give way to a higher low. So overall, that does create a, just a more challenging environment for equities, but it also gives us more opportunity in terms of different asset classes. Okay, so that's all the time that we have today, Kathy. Thank you for these insights. Of course, John. Take care. Uh, you take care too. And we've been speaking with uh, Chartered Market Technician, Kathy Stockton, Founder and Managing Director of Fairly Strategies, Money FM 89.3 with me, Sean Cheong. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.